airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to Friday. It's the Gumbo Show, which means everything kind of goes into the pot. We call it the Friday edition, mm-hmm. the Gumbo Show, there in the Addison. Yeah. And typically, this is meant, Will the Great, that we do a little bit of a lighter show, but everything still goes in. So, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. there's different flavors to it, right? Yeah. Typically, though, people have wanted to laugh a little bit more on a, on a Friday. Um, but we find ourselves kind of going back into the midst of like right. a serious moment. Right. And so, um, you know, not that we cannot choose laughter and there's still, you know, a fair amount of it to be had um, in our individual lives. So, of course, it's still you, people are still laughing, I hope, and still able to love each other and smile. And right. I hope. Um, but <laughs> there is still a lot to talk about. And so what I want to do today is I want to open the phone lines way up. OK, like mm-hmm. just to the phone lines are open. Let me give you the number. 888-589-8840. Um, always love to talk to the body of Christ and see what you're thinking and how you're processing what's happening in our country. Yes. But more importantly, what's happening in our churches? What yes. is happening in the body of Christ? And I, I, I need people I need for that to be important. <laughs> yes. I need for that to be important. Man, yes. has a, that's a, it has a huge bearing on actually what happens in the country. Amen. I just need people to understand. G- get the order of importance right. Okay. Um, so anyways, we can talk about that. So we're going to open the phone lines up. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And let me say this yeah. uh, right off the start. I'm not sure if he's listening, but I want to send a shout out to Shane in okay. Texas. I uh, got your letter. I'm going to pass it on to Miki as well. And I just want to uh, thank you for writing us and I uh, uh, just appreciate you listening. So, Shane, you know who you are. Uh, mm. If you're listening right now in Texas, uh, uh, we we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I have not yet gotten this yes. letter myself. Yeah, yes. I know you'll you'll share it with me. Yes. Um, but that's that's great. Sounds like it must be something that's encouraging. Um, I will say also to all of our listeners who contact us on a regular basis, man, so much of your questions and concerns um, fuel the research that we conduct and and the things that we talk about, the things that we kind of um, get up to speed on because of what's happening. And so I want to say that that makes you a part of this program. So even if you're not able to call in uh, and be a part of the the call in show, just Mm -hmm. know that your emails reach us and your messages reach us. And um, and we care about those messages. We care about those emails um, recently here this week. Uh, just as we recap, by the way, let me say this. So what say, some of say the that shows, again. I'm sorry. Because we're recapping. Mm-hmm. Some people may wonder what some of the shows were or need a refresher on that. Yeah. So on Monday, we asked the question, are black men in danger from law enforcement? You'll remember that. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, we did a part two to that. Um, adding, it depends on where you get your data. Remember, we brought in a study yes. that found that it's more likely that black men are going to die at the hands of law enforcement than they are to get a, to have a heart attack or to die in an accident 
or to die of homicide. And mm-hmm. as we worked our way through that information, uh, come to find out that it was collected from social media and online news stories. And so, of course, you're going to have skewed information. That was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we um, talked about the type of shuffling that will happen in churches post-COVID-19, the kind of changes that will take place and which I found to be a fascinating discussion about how people see church and the role of the church and what we, maybe I should say this way, our roles, okay, as the church. Mm. (laughs) It's just very interesting. So you can comment on all of that. And then yesterday we asked the question, what if the church keeps quiet? And I know that when we go through things like this, we tend to not open the phone lines up a whole lot. Um, But I want to make up for that on today. So the phone lines are open, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. You can comment on any of those topics, all of those topics. And um, it's okay. Let me just say this. I never, ever, never, ever have a problem with someone disagreeing with me. Never, Never, ever. Um. Well, I'm I'm Never, about ever. to give a little bit of okay. a disclaimer, <laughs> just a little bit of a disclaimer. I don't like if you disagree ugly. Ah, I, I don't like that. that. Right. I. But if someone says to me, well, you know, I don't see it this way. What about this? And there's a real conversation. I enjoy attempts to get an un- to get an understanding. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like I man, I love that. I, You know, it's hard for me to break away from that. But when it's just airing your own thoughts, mm-hmm. right, just and not an attempt to get an understanding, the Bible describes that as foolish. And so I don't enjoy that. Okay. And so I just I the reason that. I say that is because I don't want people to feel like, well, I mean, I'm not going to call in if I can't disagree. No, you, you can disagree. We should be able to disagree respectfully and thoughtfully. And the aim at the end of the disagreement should be understanding. Right. Right. Not that there's just a war of words. All right. Um, 888-589-8840. Before we go to the phone lines, Will the Great, was there anything else that you wanted to throw out? Any thoughts that you had you, you, <laughs> on a regular basis? You're sending me stories and links. So I know. Yeah, um, no, I think I, yeah. I think a lot of things that we talked about this week, you know, um, were very, very important to the conversation that's going on right now in this country. Um, and we need to have a biblical perspective on how we look and how we respond to these issues. Yes. Because one thing, the thing is, this may fizzle out, like, you know, things may go away. But the, the problem is something else will come after this. That's right. And the church should not continue to be jolted and not know its position mm-hmm. when it comes around again. We are That's still right. called to love one another, to bury one another, to, you know, forgive one another and be tenderhearted. You know, all those things still apply no matter how many instances or incidents come up. That's and right. so my thing is that, man, we will learn what the Bible says about uh, how we should respond in certain situations. And mm-hmm. we will have that nailed in our, into our heart. And we will understand like when these things come back up that mm-hmm. we know what to do and how to treat yes. each other. That the world may see that we love one another. They will know that we are his disciples by our love that we have for one another. You know, Amen. and so that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. I agree with that. You ready to go to the phone lines, Will the Great? All right. Let's go to Cynthia in Texas. Hi, Cynthia. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hello. It's been a while since I caught in, but this week has been so intense and I just love it, Nikki, (laughs) that 
you you know, no time for phone calls because I would feel like that too. And Will, <laughs> I mean, you hit it right on the nose what I was going to say. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've called in before and, I, you know, I tell you, I walk around this park here in Houston, mm-hmm. you know, proclaiming Jesus, you know, repent. Jesus is coming soon. And one day I was out. Mm. Black Lives Matters was getting ready to go to a rally. They signs, and I said, "All life matters, you know, to God. That's why He said, for God so loved the world,' mm. you know." And the thing is, just like Will said, if the church was standing up, I have not heard. I've had more. I've heard more about political issues and everything else, but you know, even lifting up, it was atrocious. It was horrible what they did to, mm-hmm. to George Floyd. Mm-hmm. But to mm-hmm. lift him up, and I never heard Jesus being lifted up. And, like, you know, it's just Jesus is the word. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to Charles Stanley, Tony Evans, but this week, even Charles Stanley, last couple of days, talking about, you know, the word. If we don't know the word mm. of God, the Bible, we don't know Jesus. We don't know mm. Jesus. We don't know God. So who are mm. we praying to? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem in the church. People don't know the word and they don't believe the word. Mm-hmm. And so the question is now, it's like you say you pray, but who are you praying to Yeah. if you don't even know the word? Because God is the word. Jesus is the word. So you wonder why our prayers aren't being answered under like, you know, Second Chronicles 7, 14. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it like that. I'm, I Thank would go you, on Mr. like you, Miki, but I love you guys, man. And I wish more people would listen to you all because you stick with the values and the standards that God has set for us to live in this world like yesterday. We have a standard. Amen. We Amen. have the answers. Amen. So Amen. We don't go out as a body to go out and proclaim, especially now. We're still mm-hmm. hooked up all up under, you know, prayer lines and Zoom lines and, you know, <laughs> before you just hidden inside of the church instead of yeah. God said for us to go out into the world. Man, mm. Cynthia, thank, thank you. you so much for calling. I appreciate your encouragement. And, you know, I, I just will say this and we'll move quickly to the next caller. Um, but to your point, you know, you asked this question hypothetically, um, but I think it is a, a question that really deserves a lot of attention. We say, you know, to whom are we praying? I think close inspection when you based on the criteria that we mentioned, how do we know God that God has revealed himself to us in his son? We have the word of God now confirming who God is. Right. Amen. And so I and I say now, but we have the Old Testament and the New Testament oh, yeah. confirming well, yeah. who God is. You, you guys understand what I'm saying when I say that. Um, I think close inspection reveals that many people pray to the God that they have made in their own image. Mm. Yeah. So they are praying to the God that they have created. And, and, and it's interesting because this God that they have created shares some features of the true and living God. It happens to be the ones they like, hmm. the ones they don't like. They just remake that, yeah. you understand? Yeah. And so we've gotten into a lot of trouble because of that. Thank you so much for calling, Cynthia. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Bob in Ohio. Hi, Bob. Hi there. Hello. I agree with a lot of you guys say, number one, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And number two, the churches need to get on their knees and start praying. And I mean praying for this country to come around. And these people that are doing all this, I believe God will take care of them eventually. And, and third, they're talking about this uh, voting thing with the mail-in. That's mm. a fraud to begin with. Yeah. And, and I think the best way to do it is, and maybe you agree and maybe you won't, 
that we have our driver's license and we got our thumb, uh, thumb print. And you can't duplicate your prints. Hmm. So if they, if they get that going, it's common sense. You use that, they can't cheat. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, Bob. I, I, I'm i with you on the driver's license. I don't know about the thumb, thumbprint, think though. that may I mean, be too invasive? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, you know, look, I, I want people to do things honestly. I want yeah. our system to work, you know. Um, But I agree with driver's license. I don't think but that he, asking for, he, go ahead. I was going to say, he has a point about this whole mail-in ballot thing. There's a lot of room for it. Cheating oh my goodness. And error and just well, look at what happens when they don't mail in ballots. You right. still have dead people. Uh, I think that's a recipe for disaster. So you yeah. know uh, that that can't be the route that we're we're going with this. So I, right, I absolutely know. not. Yeah, absolutely not. And it's amazing how you know in the midst of all of what in the midst of what we're going through right now in this country, that this is the time where I guess it it would be said not to to waste this crisis, not to waste <laughs> what's happening in this country, to keep trying to to move ahead yeah, yeah. in a very wicked and undermining direction. And so, yeah, we definitely see that going on. I agree with the way Bob started out. Um, we need to give um, ourselves to fervent prayer. Amen. And, and let me just say this. I really believe that the shaking that is happening in our nation is a cattle prod back to the true and living God. Mm. We shouldn't resist that. Amen. We really shouldn't. We should pray. All right, let's try to squeeze in one more call before this break, and then we'll take more calls on the other side. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jeanette in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hi, Jeanette. Hey, Nikki. Hey, uh, Sherry B. and Will. <laughs> hey. hey. make my heart so happy. <laughs> God bless you. Hallelujah, girl. Oh, my Lord, y'all. You're speaking the truth. I'm 62. I didn't think I would see this change before I leave this earth. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, they said President Trump is dividing the country. They right. The sheep's on the right. The goat's on the left. <laughs> the church got to repent. The church got to repent. The has been broken from the Democrats. The Democrats have been lying to the people. Not all of them, but the majority. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hmm. Yeah, y'all, keep, keep it going. Thank you. God, God bless you, so Jeanette. Much. Y'all need a whole hour for me to talk. Jesus. <laughs> <You're- laughs> Thank you, Jeanette. Praise God. Your excitement man, I, I, I mean, is hey, contagious, man. It. It's, it's contagious. <laughs> I I'm it. like, I, I, feel, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I, I love the excitement. I'm telling you, there'd be a whole lot of people who, if if we if we had the reality of like who's been duping whom, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. what we need to pray is for more. Pray for more eyes to be open. That's how yes. we need to pray. Okay, right, we got to grab the break. We'll be right back. Stay close. the lord to fight my battles <laughs> i still Amen. want the lord to fight my battles like i know that makes me weak in the current like cultural you know narrative I, I i understand that 
But I got to tell you, I still want the Lord to fight my battles. And however it is, he chooses to do that. Like, you know, he equips me, right? He, he gives us wisdom. He gives us what we need, right? But man, we still want to be able to give glory to God and say that it's the Lord who goes before us, Amen. right? It's the Lord Amen. who fights our battles. And, and I hope that we recalibrate and that we get back to this place where we are completely and totally dependent upon the Lord, even for wisdom and strategy, for clarity, right? Okay, we, yes. we need this in this hour. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Gumbo Show. Mm -hmm. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's KB with Armies. All right, Will the Great, I think we may have a little bit of a delay here um, yes. because of some technical difficulties, but that's okay. We're going to work through it. It's Friday. It's fine. We'll go out with a bang. Um, where do we go next? All right, let's go to back to Baton Rouge with uh, Todd. Hi, Todd. Hey, Nikki and Will. I've been trying to talk to you guys for a long time. Okay. I finally made it on. I finally here, made it on. Yeah, here we go. Okay. All right, so I want to talk about George. Okay. Now, we've seen the video. Everybody's seen it. Yes. Everybody condemns it. We condemn that. Yes. I'm a white man. I'm not Derek Chauvin. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm a white man. It's racism is taught in the home. Now, skin color doesn't mean anything to God. Mm -hmm. And because I'm going to tell you why, according to his word, he created all the races. So what that means is if he created all the races and it's good enough for him, why it's not good enough for me and you? It has to be. Racism is, is, is mm -hmm. a sin. And rioting is a sin, too. That's right. Because look what they did. They were stealing everything out of those people. You know, people paid money for those businesses. Every merchandise yeah. that's in that uh, business, mm -hmm. they paid for that. Yeah. So now who's, now who's mm -hmm. going to pay for it? Yeah. Yeah. You see? And one more thing, I'm going to let you guys go, because mm -hmm. I love you. When I first heard y'all on the radio, I didn't know y'all was black. You see what I'm saying? You understand? Yeah. I yeah. didn't care if you was black. I right. saw your heart. Mm -hmm. That's what God sees. He sees the heart. Amen. He don't see skin color. And when we all stand before him, he's not going to say, hey, Nikki and uh, Will, but y'all black on earth. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, Look, you. Todd, you, let Todd. me tell you something though. You know what's funny about this is that if Todd would not have said he's a white man, Todd talks like us because he's from Louisiana. You hear it? I hear it. You hear like yeah, he, he Todd talks it. like our cousins. Right? There's there's a certain way. <laughs> like it's like but no i understand exactly what todd is saying if no, i could exactly. just say and of Go course ahead. you know this is you know i would just encourage mm -hmm. that um that we we say that it is god who has designed ethnicities and, and what right. i mean by that it is the spreading out of men over time and space mm -hmm. right and so when we talk in terms of what god has done he yeah. has created from one blood, mm -hmm. right? All of the people to dwell upon the face of the earth. So there's one race. When one one Human. race, and and let me tell you why that's important. Mm -hmm. That's important because when we start to say multiple races, what we are given into is we are giving into a human philosophy that says there are different orders. Even even for people who say they believe in the creation account. Mm -hmm. They believe in different orders of creation. Look, I'll say this real quick and then we'll go back to the phone lines. We have a friend who was teaching vacation Bible school a couple summers ago, I want to say it was. 
and she was teaching, I think, like a third grade boys class or something like that. And she was talking about how one of the eight year olds in the class said that there are different races of people. In other words, God created different races of people. So this kid in this class said, so black people are a different race of people. And the teacher of this class said, wow, well, you know, where did you get that information? Well, that's what my grandparents said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have no biblical support for that assertion. Right. So, of course, this teacher instructed this child in the Bible. Mm. Here is what the Bible says. So here is my encouragement. We have different ethnicities. We have different cultures, right? We have different skin colors, obviously. But God created one race of people, right? One race of people from one blood, all men dwelling over the face of the earth. This is extraordinary when we think about it. And it's going to, I think it's going to take some, for lack of a better word, some reconditioning on our part, but it's worth it that we begin to speak biblically concerning these issues. It's important because a lot of times the world hand us over some terms and we take them. Without, and we just know, start trying to make them fit into the scriptures. Right. And it's, it's, it's been so, so, so much used that, you know, now sometimes we have to speak in terms of racism because nobody mm-hmm. understands what we're talking about. But for a Christian, I think we need to begin to change that narrative and say, hold on, the Bible does not speak about multiple races of people. Right. You know, like, and that's, that's the standard. That's the straight edge, y'all. That's the scripture. We, we go right. by the scriptures. And so that's I, right. the, the, the society and the culture want to give us terms, different things. We don't have to accept that. We should hit them back with the truth that, no, there's only one race that, and it's human, you know, that's different right. ethnicities. So let's lovingly and let's gently push back on it with truth in our own immediate circles. Amen. Like so that when we have these conversations pop up and people say things, you say, well, you know, actually, we have different ethnicities, right? We have different nationalities, but according to the creation account, we only have one race. We, you know, if if we believe what the Bible says is true, then we only have one race. And racism is a problem constructed by the world because they made racism. Mm-hmm. They made races of people, thereby creating racism. Mm-hmm. Now, partiality, partiality. The Bible has a lot to say about partiality. Yep. James but let me Galatians. say, let me say that. Mm-hmm. Yes. James Galatians. I want to say this. And then, and then look. All right. <laughs> Partiality does not exist only across ethnic lines. OK. Partiality exists within ethnicities. Mm-hmm. We need to understand oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It's a bigger umbrella for showing, you know, favoritism towards someone and it can be based on anything. It can not only be based on color of skin, but if, if African Americans or black people or colored people or whatever (laughs) you want to call, okay, we, we speak in terms of melanin, right? Mm -hmm. But if we're honest about this, we would say, man, even in the African American context, we know that there's partiality shown based on shading of skin, shading of skin, how dark you are, how light you are, the texture of your hair. This is even among black people. This is why if this conversation were brought to center stage, it would put an end to a lot of the ridiculous guilt that other people are supposed to experience. Exactly. You're right. (laughs) You you see what I'm saying? Like, 
So anyway, we don't have this conversation. This is something that we keep. It's like, it, you know, oh, you don't bring family business out. But mm. come on, man. People are using you and embarrassing you. Come on. You need to tell the truth. Partiality Amen. exists and whoever allows it. That's right. Right? It's sin. sin. All right. That's right. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right. Let's go to Keith in Michigan. Hi, Keith. Hi. Hey, thanks for taking call. Uh, one thing I'm, there's a couple things I'd like to say. One is I come from a mathematical background. I got a math degree, so I know exactly what you're talking about, statistics. Mm-hmm. You can make anything up to fit your model of what you mm-hmm. want to look at. So mm-hmm. kudos to you on looking at the, the, the base of how you got the data. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm, Everybody thank needs you. to do that. So yep. good job. The one thing that I got is um, there's this newspaper article that I, I read, and you'll love this. The other day, someone at our store in our town read that a meta, um, meta F feminine, well, I can't pronounce it, lab, <laughs> a drug lab, <laughs> mm-hmm. had been found in our old farmhouse in an adjoining county. And he asked a rhetorical question, why didn't we have a drug problem when you and I were growing up? I replied, I had a drug problem when I was young. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged to church for weddings and funerals. I was drugged to family reunions and community socials, no matter what the weather. I was drugged by my ears when I was disrespectful to adults. I was drugged to the woodshed when I disobeyed my parents, told a lie, brought home a bad report card, did not speak with respect, spoke ill of the teacher or the preacher, and I didn't put forth my best effort in everything that was asked of me. I was drugged to the kitchen sink to have my mouth washed out of soap if I utter profanity. <laughs> I was drugged out to pull weeds in my mom's garden and flower beds and cockaburrs out of dad's fields. I was drugged to the homes of family, friends, neighbors, and helped out some poor soul who had no, no one to mow the yard, repair the clothesline, or chop some firewood. And if my mother had ever known that I had ever took a single dime as a tip for this kindness, she would have drugged me back out to the woodshed. Those mm-hmm. drugs are still in my veins, and they affect my behavior in everything I do. So, say or think. They are stronger than cocaine, crack, and heroin. And if today's children had this kind of drug problem, America would be a better place. God mm. bless the parents who drugged us. Wow. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for that, Keith. Hey. Keith, thank you so much. You know, I think there's so many people. Um, <laughs> it's it's probably maybe two generations back now, though. Maybe two generations? I mm. don't know. Maybe three. Um, back that could identify with that. Yeah. You know, we, we're not, and, and I'm going to say it shouldn't be true of the church. It shouldn't be true of the church, right? If our standard for raising our kids has been based on what the Bible lays out for us, then our family should not be changing according to culture. Amen. Our family should not be changing. That should be one of the mainstays that when you look at the church, you should be looking at people who are endeavoring to follow after the Lord and therefore become impervious to culture. Man, and what did they say about the apostles in the book of Acts? These were the men that were turning the world upside down, you <laughs> yes. know. Like that was the <laughs> that was the church, you know, in 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 a culture, in a particular culture, in a particular time, but having an effect upon that culture, not the other way around, where the mm. the culture has you know uh, pushed in on the church. That's right. That's right. We got to get it right, and that's I think that's to the point that we were making yesterday. The church cannot be silent. Amen. We have the answers. We have the answers now. The culture doesn't want them. 
but we do have them, right? Yeah. So let's let's use them. Yeah. <laughs> let's use those answers. Really great. Well, let me give the number again, 888-589-8840. We just want to talk to you. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to uh, Susan in Oklahoma. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Will. Hi. Um, Hello. I'm a white person. Hi. <laughs> and I want to say I do feel privileged because I get to talk to the both of you. And <laughs> I live in a country where we have rule of law mm-hmm. and not rule by a mob, even kings. And to his credit, George Washington declined the honor of being made a king. Mm -hmm. And so we all get to vote and have a say-so in this country. And can I tell you a little story? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I hope I do this well. This is a little story about what we could have. Like, This is a story about a Russian tyrant who wanted to have a special stamp made for him, for his, of his image, to be put on all the letters. Hmm. But he didn't see any letters coming to his big mansion, so he asked one of his assistants why. And the assistant said, oh, those peasants are just so stupid. They keep spitting on the wrong side of the stamp. And I didn't <laughs> want to have that for this country. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank Susan. you, Susan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I want to say this. I think that Susan and Todd both, there was a reason that they described the color of their skin. I think they were making a point when they said yeah. that. Yeah. So, so I understand. So I'm about to make a joke here, but let me just say, uh, you don't need to give us any skin descriptions before you start speaking, okay? <laughs> because it's not going to determine the value of what you say. <laughs> All right? Like, I'm, I'm not going, oh, that's great. That came from White Todd. <laughs> well, thank you, White Susan. All right, then, Black Jeanette. Like, it's not happening, okay? <laughs> Guys, if we start to really kind of, like, see the humor in this and, and not allow what is happening in our country right now, to break us up and to, to divide us. Like really, I mean, that's a, that's a part of taking steps towards a victory. Right. So mm. I say that tongue in cheek. I understand what Susan and Todd were doing. Yeah. Like it was necessary, but let me just say, if the next person calls in and gives me a color description, <laughs> wow, they're going to do it just because you said it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to become you know a thing. If like, you no, do that, that's sin and you seize an opportunity. As soon as you were told not to do it, now you want to do it. It's like wet paint. You want to touch it because it says don't touch. All right. Will the Great. All right. Uh, let's, what color do we go to next? Let's go to <laughs> Joe in Ohio. Hi, Joe. Hello. How are you? Good. Hi. Uh, I just got, I got to say this. I I listen, I don't listen, get to listen to you all the time, but, but uh, I think Nikki you talk a hundred mile an hour, and I, I really appreciate your 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 input to everything. But what what I want to say is, um, I, I had a I listened to uh, Sandy Rios this morning, mm-hmm. and I can't think of the gentleman who was on with with her. But he used to back back in the day. He was a part of the uh, Black Panther movement. Mm. He was He's white, but he was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And he seen the, where that was going, and he got out of it. And he became a Christian. Mm. And now uh, he just got through writing a book, and it, the name of it is Blitz. Blitz, uh, okay. And, and again, I can't think of, I can't think of the, the gentleman's name. But he, he said that people does not, people, maybe people don't realize it, but 
the the officers that were involved in this murder, two of those officers were black. So I mean, mm. I, I, I don't let know. Me, let me do this, Joe. I gotta I gotta go to break here. We'll, we'll grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Thanks for calling, Joe. Hear ye, hear ye, it's a flood warning, it's easy to mock, if you've never seen it pouring, they like, we've never seen rain before, they hear you come saying God sent it's gonna pour, so we choose our way and reject salvation though it's priceless, the same reason was stone a prophet, but you're so a psychic, so please remember, when Noah was the butt of the joke, but when the flood came, those who left was chasing his boat, but it was too late, no Welcome man. back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio, it's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons, mm-hmm. therefore gumbo. Gumbo. Gumbo show. Everything Yum. goes in the pot. You get to decide how the conversation shakes out, and that changes um, per phone call, right? Yes. Welcome back. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Gabriel Parker with Mocking Word. I don't know how to respond when someone says I talk 100 times an hour. Well, like, he said it in, I, a, in I, a nice way. Do I say way. thank you? Yeah, no, it was nice. I know. Do I say, but I don't, I still, I don't know. It's like, how do you respond when someone says, Oh, your kid looks just like you. Like you say thank you because, like I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying I never know how to respond. If right? you like, like how you, you look. Well, if you like how you look, <laughs> I mean, so there could be an element of pride in that. So I mean, if oh, you like how you talk, like do you, you like how you talk? I mean, I'm okay with it. Okay, well, it's good then. I'm okay with it. I mean, I think it's. Oh, you can slow purpose. down. I don't know if you feel like. Oh, maybe I just maybe he's saying I need to. That slow would be down. unnatural. Okay, that well, would be just, unnatural. I only yeah, got an hour. And I got to get it all out. Okay, do what you do. Okay. <laughs> it would be weird if you talked like me and I talked like you. Man. Right? That would be weird. Like it would it would yeah. Okay. Anyway, welcome back to Aaron <laughs> the Addison's the Friday edition. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We appreciate her. Shall we go back to the phone lines? The phone lines are just lit today. Yes, we go to let's see. Who do we go to? Is it Kevin in Ohio? Kevin, are you there? No. I'm sorry, it's Tanya in Virginia. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? I'm so excited to be on the show. I just want to say that I just um, praise God for you guys. Thank you. Because you guys are speaking such biblical truth. And it's just so awesome. And you encourage me. I get so pumped up when Mickey just starts going down. It's not too awesome fast. Trails. It's not too fast. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Please keep going. I love it. Um, this past week has been awesome just because you've really hit a lot on racism because we are one race. And I've had many conversations with believers where they are just disagreeing with me. And I'm, I'm just like, no, the word of God, like we don't need mm. to ask for forgiveness for past sins. Come so, on. You know, God says, I forgave you as far as the east is from the west. And then he says in Isaiah 43, he talks about, I am he who has blotted your transgressions and I will remember them no more. Mm. So like Amen. we don't have to ask for forgiveness for the past. So I just praise God for you guys. And I just... I pray that you guys just continue. You're using this platform, and it's just amazing. So praise God for you guys. Thank you so Man, much. Glory to God. It. Thank you, Tanya. That is Thank such you, an encouragement. Let me just say something else to Tanya's point 
Um, I read Will the Great, of course, as a present. He gave me this article to read from Christianity Today. The headline or the title of the article is Justice Too Long Delayed. And it's actually written by the president and CEO of Christianity Today. And among other things, he lays out the history of slavery and oppression and um, segregation and things like that. And and for the most part, <clears throat> excuse me, the beginning of the article starts out with just the facts, ma'am, you know, and mm -hmm. so you get you get this information. But then um, he goes into a little bit of commentary. And I say, I, well, I don't know if I want to recommend that people read it. If you, if if you're prone to guilt, maybe you don't read it. All right. Mm -hmm. It's not something you need to read. Um, but the thing that was fascinating to me is that what you see people doing in the midst of this conversation, this goes to Tanya's point about who needs to ask forgiveness of whom. But you see people taking scriptures and taking them completely out of context and giving these scriptures um, a meaning that they would not have had to the original readers. Right. Yeah. And so one of the Man. things that the president of Christianity Today does in this article is that he says, basically, the church needs to make reparations. And his support of that is from Luke chapter 19, and he looks at verse 8 with Zacchaeus and his encounter with Jesus, right? Now, the point that the president of Christianity Today is making is that the church, and his name is Timothy Dalrymple, but he's saying that the church owes black people something, sort of. He's saying the white church owes black people something, mm -hmm. And the white church needs to make restitution. The, right, the white church needs to pay back black people what they owe. Okay? Wow. Now, the interesting thing about that is that he has to, as our brother Abe says, he has to do great violence to the <laughs> scriptures in order to get that as mm -hmm. his basis of support. If you look at Luke chapter 19, verse 8, okay, and, and that's his immediate reference. But just for the sake of a little bit of background here, um. When Zacchaeus encounters Jesus, he believes that Jesus is the Christ. Now, as a result of this belief, you get to verse eight. And this is where Zacchaeus says, um, well, the Bible says in, in, in Luke chapter 19, verse eight, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Now, Timothy Dalrymple, the president and CEO of Christianity Today, uses this as a basis to say that the church, the white church specifically, owes black people in church. America because of our past failures. Now, there's all mm -hmm. kinds of wrong with that, but I want to focus on one glaring oversight on his part. Zacchaeus himself was a tax collector. Come on. Zacchaeus himself had wronged people. Right. Zacchaeus himself had taken more taxes than he should have taken. Right. Zacchaeus himself sought to make restitution for what Zacchaeus himself had done. That's right. And if you can find me modern day slave owners, then they themselves need to make restitution for what they have done. That's right. And that's a period on that statement. That's right. That's, that's right. a period on it that was, statement. It was him who, you know, did the sin. So he, he needs to repent, you know, and I will say this, you know, if you feel like you've been partial to someone, you know, you, well, maybe the Lord is moving on your heart to repent, you know, about that, to, but, that, person. to that person. But this whole thing that the, the forefathers like sins, you Come know, on, I got to repent for that and, you know, find somebody who was a descendant of a slave to like, come on, man, that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And for him to use that scripture out of context like that. As, that's, oh my goodness! Man, 
It's, oh it goodness. is it is great violence done to the scriptures. Great violence <sighs> anyway. done to the scriptures. So, no, to Tanya's point, we cannot allow this national conversation to be adopted by the church. We have biblical basis and biblical support for where we stand. And it is not in agreement with people who say you as whatever, 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 whatever generation, you owe me money. And you owe me an apology. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous, guys. We have no biblical support for that. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Now let's go to Kevin in Ohio. Hi, Kevin. Uh, how y'all doing? Will and Mickey? Doing good. Hey. Hey, um, this this might sting a little bit because I'm a little bit perplexed. Okay. Um, I was just watching the um, the eulogy of uh, George Floyd and uh, you know, tragic what happened to him. And I know you said don't touch the paint, so I'm not just to give you an idea where I'm about to go. <laughs> so when we, when we eulogize people and, um, and from the inner cities that we've lost people throughout the years, um, it, it, it amazes me that when, they're, when we're eulogized, they put wings on us after we pass away. Mm. And then they automatically put them in heaven. Mm. Now, as I was telling uh, I believe Terry B that um, somebody either lied to me or I'm just I missed total um, this lesson in church, but I was always under the impression that um, we have to live a, a righteous life and be repent be repentant of our of our lives. Mm. So therefore, I can live my life however I want to every day, and then if something tragic happens to me, I'm in heaven. So mm. I, I'm missing I'm missing something, and then how they put this on national television, you know, and I, I I'm really saddened about what had happened right. to them, but the message that they're sending out on their platforms when, like, this tragic, tragic incident is that this man is in heaven now. I'm not putting nobody in heaven, and I'm not putting anyone in hell, because that's mm-hmm. not my position. Right. But truth needs to be really on what the Scripture says Amen. about how we live our lives. I'm Amen. sorry about mm. that. Okay. Amen. Hey. Kevin? <laughs> hey. I'm going to put a D at the end of your name, Kevin. <laughs> There is nothing that I can add to that. All right. You have made your point clearly and succinctly. What you have just stated is a fact. There is great superstition that exists in many communities whereby it doesn't matter how you live. It doesn't matter if you've accepted Christ. You've only got to be a part of this community, right? And what that automatically means is that when you go from this life to the next, you get R.I.P., it's automatically it's, it's automatically understood Yikes. that you're now resting in peace. We did an entire program and you can go and Google it. You can look it up. We did an entire program where we talked about biblically. What do we know about people who pass from this life to the next? And we looked at both possible scenarios because there's only two. Right. Those who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and those who have not. And we had, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his name, from Lamb Lion Ministries. Uh, Jones. Um, uh, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Yeah. Nathan Jones was on with us for an hour, I want to say. Um, and we talked about what happens. Now watch this. It's not what happens to black people when they die. Come on. Not what happens to white people. Come on. Not what happens to what happens to people when they die with Christ and when they die without Christ. And I highly recommend you go back and listen to that show because we go through scriptural reference after scriptural reference to not only describe who inherits the kingdom, what the Bible seems to tell us about what happens when people die, 
what heaven will be like and what hell will be like. We would do well not to confer upon people any type of angelic passage that the Bible <laughs> does on. not allow for. So Amen. you're spot on with that, Kevin. I agree with you 110. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Luke in Ohio. Hi, Luke. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Hello. Yeah, I have several things, if you don't mind, that I 100% again agree with you on. Um, one, we obviously would talk, need to talk about the lockdown and where the church has just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend that was talking about where uh, their church houses 600 people, and when they came back on and said, we are allowed to do this again, that they said they're only going to allow 300. And I said, well, that's a problem, because what if 300 more people wanted to be saved? Sorry, if we mm. can't save you, because we're filled up. We're listening mm. to the governor instead of to God. Mm. So. I don't know where they're getting these numbers thinking that they're doing the right thing when they're certainly not following Christ. You can't mm. have 3,000 being saved in one day like we had in Acts if you're putting a <laughs> limit on who can, who can actually come to church. Mm. Come on, so Luke. Okay, good. Thing. Okay. Um, second one, second one, I 100% agree with you. I actually did a sermon on a marriage um, about what you were talking about, where is the, the, the woman submits to the husband willingly and the husband is to love his wife as Christ loves the church, that's a beautiful re- relationship. Amen. And the problem is church is not teaching biblical sound things to begin with. That's why we're that's in trouble right. that we're in right now when a crisis mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman, actually, if she understands it, as you said, I love how you put it because it's just perfect the way it's supposed to be. The woman definitely contributes a hundred percent. If the man decides to go his own way, she, she submits to that. And if it works great, she was still part of that um, whole decision process. And if mm-hmm. it fails, she still would say, you know, see, honey, that's why God gave me to you. So you can listen to me and, and I can help you. <laughs> so, so again, that was, that's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so I had another question about what happened when uh, Trump shut down the, um, agreed to shut down um, everything in America. Mm-hmm. Everybody seemed to be 100% on board when he said to shut down. But then when he said, let's get them opened up, and especially when he was talking about the churches opening up, I don't understand the disconnect where now nobody trusts him, but at that point when it was shut down, everybody <laughs> was with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There was, an, there, there was one more about Trump, and then I got one more thing after okay, that. Okay, if you can um, go quickly. Oh, yeah, we only got about yeah, a minute I left. Okay, it was the lady that was calling him a racist when when he said, ask China, and then she took the mask down. I thought, well, at that point, is she trying to assassinate my president because she's trying <laughs> to infect him because the mask is so important? <laughs> you want to go back to that one. Uh, lastly, lastly, I am a black man, and I challenge people to do what I've started to do, which is to buy lunches for um, – for the for the uh, for different police departments, mm. and they are mm. very very appreciative because when you start talking about defunding them, I'm thinking about well, let's feed them. Mm. So mm, I've actually good, taken Luke. initiative on my on myself to go ahead, and I've done it with three different departments, and I hope that God wow. continues to bless me to be able to do that. So oh, that's mm. awesome. Put that out there and think if, if, if give put that in people's minds. See, call and see if you can purchase their. They are very appreciative. Oh, oh, that's so you. good. That's awesome. Let me start with the let me start with the last point. You know, 
Um, I know we've got several of our friends who are in law enforcement who are listening. They're like, all right, Will and Mika. We heard the brother just tell you to feed us. <laughs> all right. We'll have to see what we can do. But, man, I, I will just tell you this. Um, to Luke's point about the what seems to be collective agreement about shutdown, it's because it moves closer towards an end goal, yeah. right, which is the collapse of this country, right? It's the collapse of this country. But opening up does not move closer to that end goal, right? So there is great resistance there. I will say this. No one could have forced the church to stop being the church. The church would have to willingly give that up. Right, right. Now, I want, I just, just think about that over the weekend. That's our homework. That's our <laughs> assignment, right? The church would have to give that up. No one stops the church Come meeting. On. This is why over in China they call it underground. The church <laughs> continues to move forward. Amen. The church is advancing. We're out of time. Have a wonderful weekend. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.